Hello and welcome to episode 31 of Say When, a geeky podcast. Today is the 22nd of October and it is 58 days until we get to see the rise of Skywalker. I'm Sally. And I'm Melissa. And I'm Frankie. How are we doing today, y'all? Doing well. Um, so are, are we all ready for Halloween? Well... We actually had our annual, we're going up to this Halloween festival in our camper. And Melissa, as you know, that went really, really well um, because Melissa was kind enough to come up and paint my children's faces and they (coughs) won. They won the costume contest for the first time in several years. So snaps to Aunt Melissa. Yay. Yay! <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Thanks that for inviting really me. Good. I, those were good pictures. Yeah. Very nice. Come Very play nice. with us. Yeah, they were looking pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, they, they looked um, creepy. Well, um, what about adult parties? Any adult Halloween parties going on? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> no. Getting blank pages. Don't you love the single girl? Don't you love the single girl? Like... <laughs> Thanks for thanks for like opening a wound, right? Like I remember, like you call it BK, right? Not Burger King anymore. BK is before kids. Yeah. 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 BK. Oh my gosh, he used to tear it up, shut down the bars, all that. Now, no, no, no. We walk we walk around the neighborhood as quick as we can, and you don't let me have any candy with red food coloring in it. And you're like, all right, you can eat some, you can eat some of that stuff, and then like three pieces, and go to bed. And then you know what you do? You do, you bring out some. Do you have a switch switch selling? Mm-mm. So here's what you do: you take all the crap, mm-hmm. you like take half your kids' candy, you make them make a pile, mm-hmm. and they and the switch which switches out the junk candy mm-hmm. for a book. Mm-hmm. So the kids don't even like like in our day and just do sacks and sacks of candies. Nope, mm-hmm. nope. We like a, a half to two thirds of my kids' candy goes to the office, and they get a book. Nice. It sucks to be kids now. But yeah, switch, 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 switch. Adult party? No, I got to do adult party. Because I got to get up the next morning. I need a babysitter for 7.30 in the morning. Oh. Nope. I will be sitting at my house handing out candy, and my husband will be on the golf cart driving the girls around the neighborhood. So that's the extent of my Halloween festivities at the house. Yeah. And then we almost got rained out this past weekend, but anyway... There was candy. There was a Halloween party. It was good. So. Well, I went to a haunted house last oh. weekend. Very cool. Which I was really worked up about, but I got challenged because. Was it scary? Um, it was a little scary, but it's only because, you know, whenever you walk around a corner and you're not expecting to see someone and they're just kind of standing there, not even jumping out at you, but just kind of standing there creepily, that freaked me out Mm -hmm. but um my friend jeff was like telling me that if i didn't go then i was gonna lose my um dark card and i think i would forever be called disney dark which i could not have that so (laughs) i had to go and um show him that i was not disney dark that i could handle (coughs) the haunted house and then uh this weekend i'm going up to the museum they're having a halloween party and then next weekend is an adult halloween party in georgia so Mm. yeah single life (laughs) Mm -hmm, (laughs) lots mm -hmm. of fun Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
no that I mean that makes sense that makes sense and uh, you'll just have to you know we'll live vicariously through you mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a Bruce Springsteen song going through my head right now <laughs> Glory days they'll pass you by thanks <laughs> rockstar it is what it is, man. It is, it is what, it is. what it is. Yeah. We're so, just having a different kind of fun. Yeah, let's call it that. Let's call it that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we today are going to be discussing the boys, right, Melissa? Right. That's what we tricked you guys into believing anyway. So sorry we lied. Um, after much discussion uh, amongst ourselves, we kind of decided that in order to do the boys justice, of course, um, we couldn't hold back. And since this podcast tries to be kid friendly and family friendly. You know, family friendly then the boys is probably not one of the best shows to cover so i'm sad about that but um you know go watch it tell us what you think um maybe some of our listeners can do a podcast about it maybe maybe, maybe. yeah i mean it, it I, I it's really, a fun show yeah i it felt i felt really strongly that if we were going to cover the boys, we really couldn't just pull punches. Like I, no, I have, you're right. I, I have I a, you know, and, and I feel that way about a lot of stuff. If you're going to do something, do it. And, um, he's not my favorite character, but you know, do or do not, there is no try. And so I just felt there like, you, all right, you know, Yoda man. All right. So instead we had actually some fairly big news drop yesterday, which was not the Pats blowout of the New York Jets. Um, for the record, I hate pro football, but uh, apparently the Patriots can <coughs> play football, and or the Jets can't. I don't know which way that actually goes. I was anyway. It's both. Both uh, oh, those statements are true. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, on Carrie Fisher's birthday, what would have been, I believe, her sixty-third birthday. Star Wars dropped the final trailer for the final Star Wars movie of the Skywalker <laughs> saga. And I have notes because that's how I roll. Um, how are y'all feeling? Are I do feeling? not have notes. <laughs> because Sometimes that's how I roll, you roll that way, but not always. <laughs> Oh, Frankie's holding up his notes. I have some notes. I'll be the only one unprepared. Um, but, I, you know, I watched the trailer. Um, and I don't know how I'm feeling about it. it. I don't feel like it revealed a great deal of information. So, um, I mean, of course, Sally, you'd probably disagree, but... We had this conversation today, and I believe that there's a lot of ways it could go. Um, Sally believes, and Frankie believes, there's only one direction it can go. So, <laughs> we just have to find out once we get there. Well, let's... Which we're all going to do yes. together. Well, okay, so here's... The, do we want to just kind of start out with 
like I, my notes are beginning to end. Frankie, how are your notes? Are they arranged similarly or? Uh, I was going to actually start with length of movie first. Okay. Before I got into the, the, like the length of when you saw the like two hours thirty one minutes and fifty one seconds. Okay, I got two hours thirty five minutes um, at my theater. No, that's right. I'm sorry. I was actually I got I got notes up here. The Last Jedi was two hours thirty one minutes and fifty one seconds. Mm-hmm. Two thirty five is what I have. Sorry, I got two things on my screen. Um, so two thirty five. Were you happy with the length of the movie? Me or Melissa? Either both. Is there a significance to that time? Not that I know of, but like I said, just knowing, and, and I'm just going to, you know, I, I will, the Infinity War, were they hitting three hours? And I think it, you know, it needed every bit of that for that movie. I worry for a movie that's spans 40 years. You know, I'm terrified since this is the last one. How are you getting it all in? Right? I'm nervous it's short. I, I feel like I could have used more. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am. I, I'm not in a place to disagree with you on that. I think that if I had my druthers, I'd be sitting in the theater for four hours, uh, and I wouldn't care about intermissions or anything like that. Like, just give me all the Star Wars content uh, for this. But I would need I, a catheter for four hours. Well, that. or we could do an intermission, <laughs> right? But I mean, yeah, if it's going to be Ben Hur, fine. Give me an intermission, but. I mean, the original Ben-Hur. But that said, I am not... I'm not going to prejudge this movie based on the runtime. As I said, I really would have... I would have liked to have had, you know, two hours, 45 minutes, or two hours, 50 minutes, or whatever. But I... Until until he proves me wrong, I'm going to trust that J.J. is able to stick this landing. And hopefully he can stick this landing in two hours and 35 minutes. So... Mm -hmm. That that's just sort of where I am at this moment. I'm glad it's not any shorter. Yeah, I, I think doesn't this make this the longest Star Wars movie? If it's not the longest, it's like within five minutes of. Yes, well, like I said, Attack of the Last Clones, Jedi, maybe. I think Last Attack Jedi of the was two thirty one. I think Attack of the Clones was a little bit longer, like yeah. two forty, two forty one. So, you know, I, I'm just gonna hope for the best. Like hope hope they're able to to get it in and and as I said, stick the landing. So yeah. 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 That's um, my take on that. So, okay. So, what else? Was there anything else you wanted to hit before we actually got into the meat of the trailer? Uh, no, that was just it. Kind of the runtime. We'll talk about that. Um, and then we can get into the meat of the trailer. So, okay. All right. It does open up on a jungle planet. And I thought that was interesting. How many jungle planets have we really had to deal with in Star Wars? I mean, does. Is Endor a jungle planet in your estimation? There there are things about jungle planets like they're alive, right? They're Mm -hmm. alive in ways that that, uh, ice planets and and desert planets aren't alive, right? I mean, there's life Mm -hmm. on those things, but you really have to kind of dig for it. But this jungle planet, everything is vibrant and green and bright and alive. And I kind of felt like they were trying to send a message with that thoughts um yeah i, I think I've, i mean i've definitely hypothesized in the past that it, they were back on the moon of endor just because of you know it reminded me of the death star had crashed into the ocean after it fell out of the sky kind of a thing now did it land on the moon of endor or did it land on another planet within that system do we know was that I ever just, established my, my opinion my opinion just 
it was never established. I just mentally, I, I assumed it would have landed on the moon of Endor since that's where the shield was. So in my opinion, it was orbiting, you know, it's orbiting the moon of Endor. So, so the, the, strong, planet, strong, the planet's gravitational pull would have tugged it. Would okay. have been the strong one. That, that would have been my, mm-hmm. that was my just, you know, thought process okay. behind that. I mean, it's possible, but. Well, it may be even more important, and, and I'm seeing parallels here too. The voiceover at this point is Finn. And he yes. has some really interesting things to say. And not the least of which is the force brought us together. Mm-hmm. And... He's, I think, talk. I think he's talking about Ray at this point, but I couldn't help but notice that Finn is our Han parallel. Yes. And I think that on a lot of levels because, well, his pants are the same as Han's. He's got the Corellian stripes on his pants. Um, mm-hmm. They're both former stormtroopers or, you know, imperial type troopers that leave, that desert, right? Mm-hmm. And they're both good guys. And they maybe try to hide it, but in the end, they always do the right thing. So I thought that was really an interesting uh, parallel, and I think they're working hard at at paralleling these two characters. But my question is, um, and I I know what I think, but do y'all think Finn is Force-sensitive? Because that's a that's a question that's kind of like bouncing around these days. And have we seen any evidence of it? No more or less than Kira as a potential female Sith. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't know that we could say. Would you say he's lucky? He survived a Tie Fighter crash. He mm-hmm. landed on that platform that was at, when he was fighting uh, Phasma, right? Because that was one of the things that like force sensitive people are like like I've I viewed Han as lucky. Like he was unusually lucky. Um, would you say that he's unusually lucky? Yeah, I guess you could say that. Okay. Yeah, I mean. In my head, it kind of goes like this. If garden variety people are, I don't know, Ford focuses with mm-hmm. the force, Ben and Ray are high test Lamborghinis. Mm-hmm. Maybe Finn and Han are turbocharged Mini Coopers. You know, <laughs> maybe maybe they have a lot more. They have some more horsepower, but they're not. They're not. They're not but not force users, right? Yeah. And and I think that that could. I think that could be an argument that could be made because I have read recently somehow that. The midichlorian thing, which really just rubbed a lot of fans the wrong way in the prequels, was actually sort of intended to demonstrate that, like, everyone has those things, but some people can just hear it better, and the more you have of those, the better you can hear it. So maybe they don't have 10,000 parts per drop or whatever. Maybe they have a 1,000 instead of a 100. I don't know. But as I said, Melissa... I don't know that we've necessarily seen any specific evidence for him being force sensitive aside from maybe he's able to power up a lightsaber in ways that maybe it would be difficult for someone who wasn't force sensitive. Yeah. But that's really about it. I haven't, to me, I haven't really gotten a good answer on if you can power up a lightsaber if you're not force sensitive. I've never, now I've never sought out that answer. 
particularly. I, well, Han powered up the, the lightsaber. Remember right. Han? Yeah, he did. But again, I think, we're talking about Han alluding, and Finn being the same guy, basically. Yeah, and I was actually going to say, I think they were alluding to the Porg. Remember when the Porg was yeah. stepping on the lightsaber? Like, I think they were kind of alluding that the Porg, if he hit the button the right way, he was going to you know, blast a hole in himself or right. his buddy that was... Sure. Sure. So I, so I would say that... But I'm you, guessing... Yeah, I'm guessing anybody, if you push the button. Okay, because she, she was asking if we had evidence. So I was like, okay, yeah. well, maybe that could be considered evidence, but I don't know. So I'm not... Yeah, I'm I, would, not I, would, I would be... If you told me Finn was Force-sensitive, I would completely... Agree, you know, you know, I would buy, I'd buy that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and Force-sensitive to the, to the light side of the Force. Okay. Um, here's... I, I saw this object. I'm going to send you all a picture if you check the Skype thread, the other thing I saw, Ray is like running through this jungle, which I said to me is very representative of life and all of these things. And she runs past this object that made me think at first look that it was the helmet that she wears on Jakku. I'm not sure that that's what it is now looking at it, but when she ran past it that first time, that's what I thought it was. And I'm not married to that theory, but if it is that, then she must have gone back to Jakku. If it's not that, meh, whatevs. But I just, yeah. initially I saw it and I was like, why is her helmet there? Her helmet should still be on Jakku. Yeah, so, I'm not sure that's the Jakku helmet. I'm not sure it is it's either. Hard, it's hard to, you know. Can you see it, Melissa? I, I can see it um, because I, I actually paused the video on that same scene as it was like flying in the distance but she's also um deflecting blast no that, right? that's not the same scene no. i don't think yeah there's a blast that flies right over her head she's As training just, isn't it isn't that her i think training? she i think she i think she's training but i don't i think just like you know when luke there's a blast that goes just over her head if you let me see if i can grab it just as she is doing um just after the helmet it's, there's a blast that definitely goes right over her head. Oh, is this where she has the red string of fate tied around her wrist? Uh, right there. She throws her lightsaber up like this and, blo and blocks a, a red blaster. So if it's training, is it just training for her? Is it training for others? Could it be someone else's helmet? Don't know. I just thought it was an interesting thing. It's kind of far away from her in the scene. Is it? Okay. That, that's not how I see it in that still shot, but... Okay. I'm not... So, I'm, I don't have the best picture the way to do this. All right, right. So, there. Frankie, you're sending us a picture? Yeah, I'm going to send you guys a... It's not going to... Oh, you can kind of see it. You'll see a little red line that's um, that shows you. She's throwing her lightsaber up at the time. And you'll see her lightsaber is going straight up, and you'll see a red line coming in perpendicular. Okay, I haven't gotten it. I haven't gotten it yet, but okay. Yeah, um, so she she blasts she blocks a, a blaster fire there. Uh, so blocks blaster fire in the same manner that like I do. I do think this is blaster fire. I do think this is no like um like I think you're right. When you said this is a training sequence, this to me feels like a training sequence. Like you know, she's maybe knocked. You know what? That, actually, that helmet kind of reminds me of is the blast helmet from 
Empire from from uh, from New Hope. Okay. Not at all. You know when it looks yeah. training with that. Yeah. So that looks like she might have had that helmet on. She's running through the woods. I I agree with this. This scene felt very training need to me. Mm-hmm. She's running. Um, you see her throw up. You know, if you go back and watch, like she throws up her lightsaber and there's a red blaster that comes over her head and she deflects it. You know, it's perpendicular. It's boomeranging that that uh, lightsaber is. One thing I noticed, like <laughs> as we get into like the very next scene, the resistance has done a pretty good job of rebuilding in the year or whatever time skip. Like, they've got right. a lot of people from the, you know, 20 maybe that they had on the Millennium Falcon at the end of The Last Jedi. And I thought that was interesting. And I was really excited to see Rose, who appeared to be heading in the opposite direction of people fleeing. And yeah. I don't know if maybe she's looking for Finn. Um, but it well, was good it, to uh, see Rose. It was good to see Rose. Because um, I haven't seen Rose in do anything. You think Okay, it was actually going on that. If you go, remember when it goes just to Finn's head? Do you notice Finn's haircut slightly different? Yes, I mean he it's it's a time skip, so he has a different hairstyle. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm talking about from when it goes to he's on the desert planet. Mm-hmm. Immediately after she, you know, she jumps and then she lands on the the uh, div, you know in in the metal device. It shows Finn. Look at his hair. It's braided. It's down. Uh huh. And then the next scene, when he's when it goes to them on the back on the jungle planet, I think these are actually two different jungle planets, by the way. Mm-hmm. And it shows, you know, there's Rose, and then hair, Finn's hair is much more of my my ninety two high top fade. Okay, I'd so have, I don't have I don't have a screenshot of it or a still shot of that. Yeah. So. Um, so I'm wondering, is there a time jump inside the movie we're going to be dealing with? Possibly. That would be interesting. That opens up some possibilities as well. Yeah, so when you go back and watch it again, pay attention to the desert scene, you'll see a thing close up and his hair is kind of spirally, like almost like mini dreads. Uh-huh. And then it goes through, after the rose scene, you'll see him back on the jungle planet and there's palm trees in the back. It looks like there's a uh, the orange TIE fighter scene. You'll see uh-huh. Poe, Chewbacca, and Finn. You look at mm-hmm. Finn back. He is very much, you know, not quite kid and play, but it's there. Okay. Okay. Did you notice Dominic Monaghan's behind Rose in that scene? Let me go back to it. Oh. So we, we've got a shot of that resistance yes. resistance character. So, um, now, the next scene is a ship that appears to be crashing. Is that Leia's ship from The Force Awakens? Is it Leia's ship from The Force Awakens? Yes. It, um, kind of that a, weird rectangular one that opens up like a weird elevator or something. Are we talking about the scene that she's in? No. Right after right after Poe, you'll see right after, right Poe, after Poe, and Finn. Poe yeah, says, the, like, you know, good people will follow us if we'll lead. And then mm-hmm. they're all like, you get the impression they're all staring up at this, but it's like the ship coming in, and I'm not sure if it's crashing, but it doesn't seem like a particularly well-controlled landing. And to me, it reminds me hard of the ship that Leia had in TFA. I'm not saying that's definitively her ship from TFA. I'm just saying it reminds me of it. That's the shuttle that she took down to the planet, down to Takadana, 
where she oh, meets same. up with Finn, when she meets up with uh, Han again, and they have their awkward exchange with all the hearts in the trees. So that's the ship that reminds you of because it reminds me of her ship from A New Hope. The Tantive Four. Yeah, yeah. I... Look at the front. Look at the front. Do you have your phone? Type in type in Tantive Four. Yeah. No, I know what the Tantive Four looks like. Yeah, that looks like the Tantive Four. I mean, a lot to me. Either way, it's it's harkening it's back to Leia. Leia. It, it's, it's, yeah, that's it's definitely saying, Leia to me. To me, that's saying Leia. So whether it's the Tanti Four or the shuttlecraft from um, TFA. And I mean, I'm not married to that. I just saw it and thought Leia. And I thought maybe maybe it might be the one. But I mean, Tanti Four, maybe. Maybe. Okay. All right, yeah, Melissa. That's definitely, that is definitely, it's called a uh, CR9D Corvette. Is the type of ship it is. I don't. Okay. All right. So, Melissa, is there anything from this first chunk of the trailer that really stood out to you that you wanted to, like, speculate on? Or, I mean, do you think Rose nothing is that you guys? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I doubt it. Not I, I'm just saying that, that that is flying around the internet, man. That Rose that, is pregnant. That that we can't really? see her midsection, and then Rose must be pregnant. Yeah, oh, I have not People seen that. People jump to conclusions so crazily; it's just unreal. Um, no, I'm just—I uh, know Frankie will appreciate this um, speculation, but um, you know, if they—if she is where we think she is, might we see some Ewoks? <coughs> <Ooh. laughs> um. Murder bears? I hope so. <laughs> I'd love to see some murder bears. <laughs> um, love it. Love it. I don't know. Yeah. Fabulous. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I definitely wouldn't, like, the, especially from the solo book, like, Ewoks definitely have the possibility of making it back in, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't they release some uh, Ewok toys recently? Did they? I don't Sally, know. didn't we see some? So there's like there's this whole thing, right? Because well, Legos. I saw uh, an Ewok. I saw a Warwick, uh, Wicket Warwick, or whatever. I actually I own them now. My husband bought the the Funko Pop for me of Wicket. So maybe that's what it was. But it seems like I remember us seeing some somewhere, and I just thought to myself, hmm, does this indicate that maybe we'll see them in? You know, I wish it. I wish they would be a little more straightforward with that, right? I mean, I'm not sure telling us, yeah, we go back to indoor. Like just straight up saying that to us would be giving a whole lot away if we're if we already know that we're going to be dealing with Palpatine and Death Star Two remains. So why not just be straight up about yep we're obviously going to Endor. Give us some Ewoks. Just a thought. I mean, it'd be nice to have something relatively straightforward there to not have to debate about. So, <laughs> but then where would the fun in that be? Oh, yeah, wrong. Okay, uh, the next scene is where, to me, it gets super interesting. Ray is standing on what I thought were the remains of the Death Star 2, with, like, water crashing around her. Mm-hmm. And she's got her lightsaber in hand, and her voiceover is, people keep telling me they know me. No one does. And that's reminding me of something very specific. And then Kylo is walking towards her coming out of the mist and the rain. And it, 
the instant I saw it, it took me to Pride and Prejudice 2005 when Darcy is walking out of the mist and the rain and the fog towards Elizabeth to deliver his terrible proposal. And um, he says, but I do. And basically that is Ben as Byronic hero. And it's just the, the imagery, like, as I said, I, the instant I saw it, I was like, oh, hello, Darcy. But it's also like Heathcliff, and it's just so many, so many Byronic heroes. So I thought that line was really interesting that he's just like, but I do. And her saying, because he's in her head. Yeah, he does know her because he's in her head, and it's a bond that can't easily be broken, even by death. And when it is, the people are miserable. That's canon. When you break a force bond, the people that are left behind or the broken force bond people are miserable. That's canon. Period. I think that's just true in real life. But it's canon Star Wars. So, um, I, what I thought was interesting, people keep telling me they know me. No one does. It reminds me of people talking about her and saying she's nobody. Right? And like every almost every time in TFA somebody says nobody it then flashes to Ray because she is somebody but people think she's nobody and she is nobody in the context of she's not a Kenobi she's not a Skywalker she's not you know the progeny of some important man she's just a scavenger in the desert and I just thought that was interesting but to me that was probably the most fascinating part of the trailer followed very closely by the whole let's destroy this thing together and what are they destroying but anyway uh any thoughts what what thoughts do y'all have about that um to me this was a two-part scene from the trailer because he walks out of the mist like you said i never saw this i didn't see 2005's pride and prejudice i can tell yeah <laughs> um so it must have been a, a lucky single period in my life Wait, was I married? I don't know. You were married. So, yeah. So, I got away with that one. I didn't get to see that movie. So, um, so he walks out of this. And then, but if you go further in the clip, they're also fighting each other. Yeah. Right? Yeah. On the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Isn't that so, interesting? Yeah. It reminds, it reminds me of how couples often fight in the rain and then inevitably they kiss. Like, you know. Yeah. You know, Pride the Caribbean, which is, you know, terribly romantic. But anyway, go ahead. So, yeah, so that was it. So they fight and they say, you say, yes. You know, so so the listeners might want to know, Sally and I have ba- basically battled all day long. <laughs> Not just you and Sally. Yes, so because she is firmly in the Raylo camp and I am firmly not in the Raylo camp. Um, and I think they have done a fantastic job of making this extremely vague and the, given it the possibility of going either way. I think they have, you know, I think I mean, I'm the other side. I think they've been, you know, more hand, ha- heavy handed into making people think in the whole Raylo thing. Um, so. Okay. What, just so, just, just wait, 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 I'm confused. You think that they've been heavy handed in making people think about Raylo so they can pull a sleight of hand and make Raylo go away in the end. Is that what I'm hearing? I think, I, I think Raylo is, I think it is way too heavy handed. It is. Yeah, there's no way. 
there's no way I like I cannot like I know you've been through it like a numerous numerous times like and I listen to your argument but I you don't like, like it you've got nothing to counter I, no, I, it so you just don't like it okay no, 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 here's the thing no no stop 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 let me finish okay I just you say I just don't like it so but I have nothing to counter it the thing that that counters Raylo is because the the number one thing is this the the Star Wars saga the Star Wars saga is not about Raylo it's not there you go and, the, and to finish and to finish and to finish the series with Raylo disservices all the other movies because it's the saga is not about Raylo that's it's valid not. it is not about Raylo and to to, to if for there to be Raylo that, that's what this movie would have to be about. And this movie is the end to all of the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. And sorry, Sally, I do not believe that the Skywalker saga, that's the end of the saga, is Raylo. I just can't believe that. Mm, okay. And, I, you know, I could be wrong or you could be wrong. Now, I know you, do, you, you, you don't believe you can be wrong. Here's the only, only thing is you're the only actual human I've ever talked to. Who believes in Rayla? Okay. So, that's interesting. And I find it interesting that you think that the 40-year Skywalker saga needs to end with the scion of the Skywalker family, the only scion of the Skywalker family, presumably dead or alone but no matter what unhappy because i don't know what star wars movie you you've actually been watching but but star wars to me at its basis is about hope and family and perseverance and all of these things redemption and so for uh. me for me, it's not about pew, 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 and, oh, it's a ex blah, 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 Corvette. It's not about that to me. It's about those very human, very deep-seated emotional things. It's a story that we tell ourselves. It is a myth, and myth rarely concerns itself with technology, okay? Myth is something beyond that. And I have a really difficult time believing that what is, to me, ultimately a hopeful saga is going to end with a sad ending or a bittersweet ending. Because bittersweet endings aren't particularly great myth endings. That, that, that's not... That, it's just... It's not... It, it's, it's not a great fairy tale ending and i'm not necessarily talking about little red riding hood here i'm talking beauty and the beast i'm talking hades and persephone i'm talking eros and psyche this is these are the stories that that we tell ourselves that we've been telling ourselves for hundreds of years that said you don't get that and you don't want to hear it and i'm wasting my breath no see i think you're completely you you think the only you saying if I don't believe it's not romantic, it can't happen. 
and I'm saying I disagree with that. I think all, all, all of what you Wars just said, all of what about... you just said, I don't disagree with any of that you said. The saving grace with you is romantic love, and that is not the saving. I grace don't think that's what Star Wars is about. I yeah, think Star, Star Wars, Wars is, is not about a romantic within the Force. Yeah, so so for me to say for Ben's only salvation to be romantic love, love, I disagree with. I disagree. All the things you said, I I agree with. I disagree with your salvation. Okay, so Melissa, you said that you believe it's about balance in the force. Yep. Fair. And I'll tie that back to Fair. Rayleigh. And, and that's fine. I don't Actually, I was going to talk about the Mortis gonna... arc in okay. the Clone Wars. All right. All right. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. Okay. Careful. So <laughs> if you want to talk about balance in the force and all of that stuff, if you watch the Mortis arc in the Clone Wars, you have the father and the son and the daughter. And the daughter is the light and the son is the dark and the father maintains the balance. What's missing is the mother. Like, where's mom? Where's the feminine side of this, right? And, but that's not in the Mortis arc. I'm talking about the Mortis arc. And so I'm not trying to like, get really deep in the weeds about the force here. But if you want to talk about balancing the force, you have to have the sort of yin and yang that represent the balance. And they have to be like masculine and feminine, yin, yang. These things have to be balanced out. Yeah. And I think and, that and, Kylo and, and Ray represent that, but not necessarily in a romantic way. Okay. I understand. And, and I think what's frustrating to me is I'm clearly failing in explaining clearly how that actually works. So I need to reconsider my profession. And I, I don't know, maybe the fact that the man who actually wrote the second movie directed the second movie says, oh, this hand touch scene is as close to a, and he's doing like this, this hand touch scene is as close to a sex scene as we'll get in Star Wars. You know, sex but is But he not... doesn't necessarily mean that What? He doesn't sex necessarily is... mean sex as Sex in... and romance that don't don't always have anything to do with each other. And, oh, oh, sweet baby Jesus. No, they don't. That's, that's they the truth. Don't. That's the... You are absolutely is... correct. But if you're talking about a heteronormative relationship, those things are tied together. Anyway, let's move on. Because, yeah, never. But let's for, just move on. But we have to remember that he's not going to be the one tying it all together at you're the end. You're absolutely right. J.J. started this by writing and directing The Force Awakens. And he's the one who said in his commentary that Kylo looks like some sort of a prince that... Takudana, if you're going to have a fairy tale, you're going to have a forest and you're going to have a castle. And then, oh, here's Rey, who looks like some sort of princess. Okay? But again, he says the prince that. and the princess don't always end up together. You're, you're that absolutely doesn't mean that right. they're going to end up you're together. absolutely right. The prince and the princess don't always end up together. That is absolutely correct. Except, you know, Beauty and the Beast, which is this is clearly based on except Cinderella except Sleeping Beauty but you're right you're right they don't they don't but what you do have very often is the princess winds up with the love of her life okay the person that she's tied to 
And I don't know if I had someone in my head all the time and it wasn't the man I was, you know, sleeping with, it would be really awkward to have a relationship with someone else, knowing that they could pop in at any time. <coughs> going, what you doing? Having lunch? Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I have trouble with that. I, I just wait, do. wait, what? Okay, if Ben and Ray can unexpectedly pop into one another's head, I could see that being super awkward if they got married to someone else. That's all I'm saying. Do the math. I, that would I be think, awkward. I, think, I don't disagree with that. That would be really awkward. Okay, so that's what I'm saying there. But does that mean they have to be together? No. That is what they are indeed setting up. But you know what? You know what? They may not do it. They may not do it. But I'm just going to... They may not do it. But J.J. started this thing. He then was the executive producer on The Last Jedi. He knew what was going down in that movie. He was okay with it. He liked it. Said he wanted to direct the movie himself. Said he was jealous that he didn't get a chance to direct the movie. And then, when the chance came up for him to tie up this saga, he chose to do it. So... With that being said, I have a difficult time understanding why he'd go in a different direction suddenly. And, and to me, it feels like they'd really be pulling their punches and betraying storytelling, the story that they have given us, if they don't go that way. Because that's what they've, they're telling us. And Frankie, you're the one saying, oh, Raylo's been too heavy-handed, so it would be tried if they go in that <coughs> direction. It wouldn't make any sense if they didn't go in that direction because that's what they're telling us the direction is. You know what? I I am not going to spend the rest of this podcast arguing about it. I'm not. So, do y'all want to deal with that scene? I know what I've said. Do y'all want to deal with anything else about that scene? I'm I'm done. Like I said, we will find out at the end. I mean, this is this is it's a it's a yes. Like I, I I. Earlier in the argument, I said, let's just make a bet. Hmm. Hey, listeners, place your <laughs> place your bets. <laughs> yeah. Let's just pick, make a bet. Pick your horse now. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, you've got TIE fighters headed to that icy planet in that next scene. And mm-hmm. I think that's where they find Zori Bliss, who apparently yeah, has looks like there's like a little something going on, like a... In the it's, background there, I guess there's it's inhabited. Yeah, it is. It's I think that's the planet where they find Zori Bliss, mm-hmm. and she, uh, I don't know. Leaks have said some things. I don't. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, the scene that really caught my attention next was Palpatine's throne, mm-hmm. and I couldn't really see it on the TV last night, which was strange because the TV's so much bigger. But once I got and I looked at it, and I could stop it on my computer screen. Uh, his throne's looking pretty janky. It's all, you know, like scratched up and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thoughts? Do you think it, a lightsaber's been taken to it? Maybe. Maybe. That's I, I could I buy about it. That. Yeah. It says, um, it's a, the over, the voiceover at that point is long have I waited, you know? Mm. So I find that interesting. Um, now, that's not his chair from the Death Star, though, right? His chair from the Death Star is in another scene in this movie. And I was like, oh, my God, that's his chair. But this is his throne. Where would it be? Where would that throne be? Um, Do we know? 
Like Coruscant is the capital, no? It's much too dark to do that. So to me, he was moving. Okay. He had been, he was moving to the Death Star two. He was moving from Coruscant to the Death Star two. Was he? Yeah, he was gonna. Be, that was gonna be his permanent base. Like that way, he could you know rain his terror all over. Like Snoke could, with yeah, kind of like that. Hmm. So. So on a on a Death Star. And Mo- so mobile bases aren't exactly a good idea for Supreme. I mean, because it. I mean, but because it looked, but it looks like because I'm stopped on it right now. It looks cavernous, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So where is it? Um. What was the name? What's the name of the star? I. You know what? This could be the Sith planet. What's Possibly. the name of the Sith planet? They've 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 recanonized that to you, and I don't remember, yeah. but. This could be the Sith, because the Sith, you got to remember, the Sith believe in ta- uh, ta- uh, talisman, I guess you want to say, you know, like yeah. items. Uh-huh. So to Poor me, man. this could very much be the Sith planet, and okay. that, which is escaping. escaping Corvan? Um, Corvan, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it. that could be this, because this cavern is behind him, right? I mean, it's, it's possible. It's, in a, you know, just a regular Star Destroyer. Uh, it doesn't. It has. To, it's too. It just looks big, right? And it's too, too earthy, rocky. Right? Yeah, it's too rocky. It's too earthy. Is the right word for it to be on a star destroyer, and. Yeah. But but I thought it was interesting. So they're going there, right? And they continue that. Um, his voiceover and the star destroyer is like rising out of the water or out of something. That yeah. looks to be water to me, and it says, and now you're coming together. And as he's saying that, it's a shot of Chewie, Poe, Finn, and the Millennium Falcon, and Falcon with Ray. And then there's the fight with Ben on okay, unmasked. Wait, so are, you skip, are you skipping the scene where it shows the Falcon leading the entire Rebel Alliance? To me, that kind of goes what they rebuilt their fleet. But okay, yeah. all right, I got gotcha. you. Yep, all right, um, keep going. Uh, it's over the fight with Ben unmasked on top of the Star Destroyer is your undoing. And I find that unmasked thing interesting because Ben is then masked when they go take down something together, which is not to say... Yeah, I don't think that's a different sequence. uh, Yeah, it, uh, it is a different sequence, but I'm just not sure, like... This is really making me question, like, when they hook up in this movie in terms of what... And I don't mean like a... When I say, yeah, I mean, no. like they went, when did right. they come together and they start when? doing something together? Um, and I have thoughts, but okay, know. all right, I'm gonna pause you because I want to interject one scene. Why, what's the explosion? That like, just as the lightsaber battle goes away, it fades in, they show just something blowing off to the like, I don't know. Yeah, there's a big, big explosion. So just as the light, like I said, just as the lightsaber battle ends, there's a quick, like planetary size explosion. So and that would be a big ship, at least, right? And and then and then you see the um, semi X-wing thing skimming across the top of the water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm talking about? That big planet. Mm-hmm. Is it an thing A-wing? With? What is that? Or oh, is it is, the Y-wing or something? It's. It looks like to me. It looks like a beat up X-wing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or a B-wing on the side, maybe. But I'm yeah, sorry, these are not my kind of ships. I don't know. So, but there's not, definitely like if you look, because um, there's something on the left that's got lights to it, and then there's something very big blowing up. And this is it's the quickest scene there is in the. Okay. 
preview. I probably need to look at it again. All right. The next big scene is 3PO. With the creature who I think repaired Kylo's mask. Those hands yeah, look right. So he's he's being repaired. Oh, I don't you think it's I don't think he's being repaired. I think Kylo's mask was being repaired. I don't think 3PO is being repaired. Because this ties in the He's getting hooked up to something. He's getting yeah. hooked up and this is when his eyes turn red eventually. Which yeah. makes me wonder, not that he's a what Sith droid. What's he doing there, 3PO? Yeah. I don't think he's a Sith droid or anything. But you got to remember, he's got all that memory in the archives. That they were like, okay, wipe the protocol droid. And he's like, what? At the end of Revenge of the Sith. And I just have to wonder, like, are they finding out stuff about Palpatine from him that they didn't know? Like, because they're having to dig into those, that stuff that's been deleted, right? So they're having to go deep into memory banks there that maybe it's not you wouldn't normally do. So, so you think that little creature that's working on the back of three PO's head is the same thing that was preparing uh, Kylo's mask? That's what I thought. I mean, I'm not going to argue I, if it's not. I mean, it's not going to hurt. No, me. go go back and look at the first one. The first one's hands are much bigger, in which this little uh, creature I don't think it has the hands for it. Okay. I think it's too small. Okay. Um, but you definitely see. But raising the background, looking right. So yes. you look at. She's That's behind on that scene. Babu Frick. And then they move. And then it and moves then around. Move. And she's right. in front of him, too. And then she's in front of him. So I think C-3PO sacrifices himself somehow in this. You know, I think... Okay, this is going to sound horrible, but I'd rather 3PO than Chewie. Oh, I don't think Chewie dies. I will, I will lay my hand on the Bible and say I don't think Chewie dies. I'm, really, I'm worried about Chewie. You're worried about Chewie? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm concerned about Chewie. And I'm concerned about Chewie because I love Chewie so much, not for any specific reason, but I'm I'm concerned. I don't know if the family could take Chewie dying. Like, we need to have somebody. Does that make sense? Yeah. You can't, mm-hmm. take, you can't take everybody from us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't take everybody from us. Like... Like Luke's gone, Han's gone. We lost late. We lost Carrie Fisher in real life, right? Mm-hmm. And I like, and, I don't and, see and, why and, they would because he's that's a character and, that can be carried throughout. And like, and like I said, like it's one thing. Like I appreciate the new characters, but I grew up with the other characters, and you can't yeah. kill. You can't kill everybody. You gotta give me. You gotta leave me somebody. And someone can always take up that mantle. It's, but yeah. it's harder to take up, you know, like a human position, but I, I don't see Chewie going anywhere. No, I think Chewie's, I think they can't take Chewie. They have to give us, they have to leave some money. And every, people love Chewie, people love Chewie and people love the Falcon. Well, I mean, I, I'm the one who had both of those in my top five favorite Star Wars characters. So, I mean, you're not telling me yeah. that I don't already know. Yeah, so. I mean, but I'm just saying I'm concerned about Chewie's fate. That's all. Yeah, I, I think. I think we lose three PO, and for sh- yeah, I think we lose three PO to some kind of like. I don't know if he has to download himself into something and just dissipates into a mainframe. Something, not unlike L three. Yeah, like not. Where unlike is L3. he? Is he on the Falcon or just some some sort of storage facility? Can we tell? It it does not look. Doesn't like it Falcon. does not. Yeah, because like it didn't seem Falcon esque to me, but all yeah, right. Are you guys getting my pictures I'm sending? No. Excellent. 
I'm not getting anything. Um, okay, so the next scene that I noted was a battle in a Star Destroyer with Poe Finn and Chewie. And that reminded me... I'm sorry, I'm having to change the page. There's going to be... Um, that reminded me of of, 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 of the Tanti 4, actually. Where... <laughs> Where initially the troopers are running down and fighting each other. I just, I don't know. And and yeah. that first Death Star battle. So, I mean, Death there's Star some stuff battle, yeah. there that really kind of, I don't, I don't know. It's stuff that reminds me <laughs> of, of old Star Wars films. So, um, I, I'm not sure there's anything particularly, like, huge there. Except maybe some nostalgia. But it just, yeah. it just hit me. Um conquering fear is the destiny of a Jedi. That's Luke, his voiceover. Yep. And the picture is of Leia and Ray and Ray is crying. Mm-hmm. Are we concerned? And they're on that jungle planet, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you notice, like. do you think that's a memory? Don't know. Because, because look at her arms, look what color she's wearing. Do you think this is one of the scenes that they cut from, the Force well, Awakens it, it and redid. Yeah, it has yeah. to be. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because Leia's in it. Yeah, so the back of her head. Um. So, yeah. I wonder if this... Yeah. And why is Ray crying? I don't know. I'm concerned. But it does make me think about Resistance Reborn in that excerpt we got from Resistance Reborn, which is a novelization or a novel coming out in November, and it is part of the road to the rise of Skywalker. And mm-hmm. apparently in it, Leia and Ray have at least one sort of heart-to-heart kind of conversation. And that makes me wonder if Leia is not sort of taking some sort of a motherly role with Ray, at least in that book, and maybe carrying through a little bit into the rise of Skywalker, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder Let's, if that's. I think that's Leia's goodbye scene. Uh, what do you think, Melissa? I just keep thinking back to that uh, trilogy, or you know that you were talking about with the mother figure, and to how me, she's missing. Okay. Mortis art. Missing yes. mom. Who killed mom? Hey, it's Star Wars. We got to kill Leia. She's a mom. Mm. I mean, the mm. only mom that I can think of in Star Wars right now is, um, is it Hera? Anakin's mom? Who's dead? Yeah. I was thinking Hera from Rebels. Oh. The, um, oh my gosh, Kanan's. Well, I think she's just a lover. I don't think they ever got married, but they did have a kid after Kanan yeah. was dead. To the so oh. to my knowledge, she she survived, but I can't think of another mother off the top of my head who has. I mean, I'm yeah, I could be wrong. I'm sure there are others. You can let me know. All right, so BB-8s in jail are caught up in a cargo something or another, and uh, they're in the, with like, the hair skiff dr- with the thing. hair dryer doors, right? I was thinking more along the lines of like a, a Victrola looking thing, but <coughs> megaphone. Right. Uh, yeah. He seems to be caught up in some like cargo thing, but then there's this explosion behind him and Finn gives a whoop. And so I, I have to think that went well for them. Uh, and then you get a shot of Lando and the Falcon with Chewie and Lando looks so happy. 
Okay. And that makes me happy. <clears throat> Do you think desert scene of the movie happens at the beginning or the end? I, okay. Because I've actually had that in my head, and I don't know if it's because of the last trailer opens with the desert scene, and I don't know if I'm stuck with that now. I'm inclined to believe it's in the first third or so of the movie. Right. At least the first half of the movie. Mm-hmm. And part of that is because most of the desert filming was done in Wadi Rum, and that was done in, like, October. Yeah. So, and JJ likes to try and film in alphabet or in chronological order. Not, and that's not like, you know, tried and true, but mm-hmm. to me, that puts it in the first third or so of the film. Okay. And there's a picture that he put out from that filming, and it's Ray, it's, it's Daisy, Oscar, and John Boyega, like, hugging one another. I don't, I don't know. I just, in my head, it's the first third of the movie. I'm not married mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, I no wondered mind. about that. I was like, am I just, because the, the way the last trailer dropped, am I always putting the desert part of the, because mm-hmm. now that I see this, with this trailer opens up with her on, another point I did say, we didn't say was Yavin 4, which was a possibility. Mm-hmm. If they're going to, if they're going to play homage to a lot of stuff, Yavin 4 would be, yeah, it was kind of a jungly, woody planet too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they could go back to Takadana. I don't know. Okay, so you got then. <coughs> I really liked seeing that look on Lando's face. He's just so happy to be in the Falcon, right? And it's like twice, right? Yeah, I mean, he's just oh, he just looks so happy. And I have thoughts about Lando, like where Lando comes from and all that. <laughs> but then we get into like Jana leading the rebels on Orbax, and they're yeah. riding horses on a freaking spaceship. On top of a spaceship, aren't they? Yes. Yes. So that spaceship has to be... Docked? Maybe? Well, in theory, you can... I mean, because... Like, it doesn't that's... look like it. I know it doesn't. I'm just I'm you just kind of weird. You can see, like, Star Destroyers So Star Destroyers by. can go inside of an atmosphere. We okay. saw that in, yeah, true. inside Rogue One. Um, so it's definitely possible they're inside of an atmosphere. But then how atmosphere. do they get up there, you know? Like um, they they did they didn't put a ramp. <laughs> they could they have flown. On, they could have flown up there. They could yeah, be. Did know, they sneak on board? I don't know. It's just kind of. They crazy. were in the cargo hold of uh, the Falcon, and Chewie's got a lot of cleaning to do. Sure. <laughs> okay, sure. So yeah, I mean, BBH rolling hard, uh, but yeah, they look like. I mean, are there Star Destroyers their own? I th- well, there's another scene later on, and it looks like a Star Destroyer is being fired on by another Star Destroyer, and it's the Orbacks, and they're right there. It, but it could be, but if the Star Destroyer is not firing on that Star Destroyer, then someone else is firing on that Star Destroyer, and the Orbacks and the Rebels are on top of it. So are they fire? I, I don't know. Are, are Rebels firing on Rebels on the Star Destroyer? Oh, it's making me crazy. Bringing up so many, so many questions. Yeah, and then the um. So many questions. Yeah. So, this is a scene that really got to me, and I don't know if this is going to come through for y'all or not. I just sent a still shot of you get the wording over the scene where it says the story lives forever. And it's the still shot of Ray a, and Ben in yeah. the in the remains of the Death Star, 
with Palpatine's chair, right? And mm-hmm. and it says the story lives forever on top of them, like or, or on top of that shot, and it's just wow. Wow, that's very powerful. And for me to be able to see the chair and that window that was so familiar from the uh, the last Jedi or the Return of the Jedi, and then Ray, yep. Ray's got her lightsaber out, but I don't see Ben's in this scene. But he does not have his helmet either, which I also find interesting. Like it's kind of reminiscent of uh, them in the throne room. Yeah, I was, um, yeah. It's also when, reminiscent of Vader and Luke. Before Luke throws his lightsaber away, what now? So, so this, so because he is all like, if you look at him, he is black right there, right? She is all white. She's got a lightsaber, and the story lives forever. And that is, that is, she is good. She is the good. The story that lives forever is is good versus evil in that scene to me, because mm. that's the endless story to me, and that's what I took from that scene because. It is enthroned, but she definitely included me. She's got her light. She represents the lights in your lightsaber. The story lives for this. This the story lives forever. So to me, it's it's it, it is not ending this in a way we think it's going to end. The battle continues. Right, the battle is going to continue. The, the the battle between light and dark is going to continue. I don't think that's the way it's going to go, but okay. Um, I was wondering, um, because the next scene that like stood out to me was Finn screaming for Ray like he did in TFA when Ben was kidnapping her. He was taking her on board the ship, you know, when he was carrying her like a bride um, over the threshold of his ship. And um, Finn is screaming for Ray and, and, Han is like, oh, she's to be fine. You know, just, it's fine. It's fine. And that's interesting. But I'm wondering, and, and I can't remember who initially, like, I read this somewhere, and I don't remember exactly who it was. Like, has she left willingly? Like, and this is what I'm wondering. Does it go with the line where she says to them, it's too dangerous, I have to go alone? Mm-hmm. Because she says that in some, like, in, in She says something. in the other movie. She mm-hmm. says that in the other trailer. In the other trailer. Right. Okay. And I'm wondering if it goes with that line. That she's like, no, it's too dangerous. I have to go alone. And they're like, no, 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 no. And then she's going. Like, I'm wondering if she's leaving with Ben willingly because she feels like she has to go with him to confront Palpatine because Palpatine is saying y'all have come together, right? And mm-hmm. so I'm wondering if that's Finn being like, no, wait, <laughs> we were going to go with you kind of thing. I'm just curious about that. And here's an omission from this trailer, and I think it's telling. We don't see Hux. We don't see Pride. No, you're right. Where are, where, where's the First Order? Like, it's yeah. cl- it, to me, it's really clear from this trailer that the big bad is not Ben Solo, Kylo Ren. The big bad is definitely going to be the Emperor in this movie. Okay, so that's the big bad. And and that's the big bad that has to be defeated. So where the heck is the, the First Order 
I think they're a non-entity at this point. I, I don't know how it happens. And I'm also wondering where it is that Kylo is going to body slam the dude in black. I'm super curious about that. We also don't see the Knights of Ren. Right. I don't really care about the Knights of Ren for the record, but we don't see them. Well, that's, what I said. that's one of the reasons I ask if you, if you think there's a time jump in the inside of this movie. Dunna. Melissa, what do you think? I think that um, could very well be what we're seeing. And, you know, Kylo and Ray definitely would join forces um, to take them out, but probably for different reasons. Um, Kylo still wants to lead. Ray is fighting for the resistance and, you know, but they, they both want to take him down for various reasons. Stop scratching your nose and talk. <laughs> I mean, this is what we saw. Um, and I think I, okay. True. My true thought on that is Kylo Ren is like the dog that caught the car. You know what I'm talking about? There's the dog. He's chasing the car. He actually caught the car. Now what's he going to do with it? Now what does he do? That's what I think Kylo is. Like, I don't think he actually wants the power of the First Order. I don't. I, I think he got it and then realized, wait, that wasn't what I actually wanted. I wanted the girl. But that's, so, you know, that's my silly romantic girl interpretation of it. But that's what I think is going on. <laughs> I mean, it, it could be. Um, I, I don't. I mean, we, we got some dead space here. What? <laughs> no, it's just things because I'm I'm looking at the scene where they're destroying whatever that you know rock like it shatters when they hit it with their lightsaber. That's where you know I'm frozen right. it on. Right. And it looks like it reminds me of Vader. So in the background, it looks like Vader's hyperbolics uh chamber a little bit right really that's what you think it might be it reminds me of that like the top of it not exactly it but you see Are all the like the sure? jagged edges yeah that kind of reminds me of that chamber of vaders I, you know i'm looking at it and i'm wondering uh -huh. are we sure that's not cloud city Oh, you're talking, oh, is that Bespin? It, oh, it does look like it in the background. It could be Bespin. It could be. Like I said, the only thing about it is like the top parts of the that that you know the grayed out thing straight back. But when I look to the right and stuff, that definitely looks like Bespin. Now, and I've read rumors that they do go back to Bespin. Okay, it landed from somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so, in aftermath, Lando put uh, put a gun in like a safe deposit box for Ben, so he'd be able to come back to get get Uncle Lando because he was going to run into trouble that that Ben couldn't handle, right? And he right. couldn't go to Han about, and he could go to mm. Lando about. And right. that's from the Aftermath book. So, I, I don't know. And and then someone else online pointed out that it looks like Chewie's bandolier is behind them, on the that ledge behind them, which makes me a little nervous. Again, for my man, Chewie. And what... Ledge is the heck is that dagger in Ray's hand? Is that the Mortis dagger? I don't know. It looks a little too rough to be the Mortis dagger. But if you're into Sith artifacts, what is that dagger? Like, there's somewhere that has stuff. 
that has souvenirs. Where is it? Is it Best Bay in Cloud City? I don't know. No, because there's the um. <clears throat> oh, that goes to the comic book. Remember, there was that whole guy who collected um Sith artifacts and other just artifacts in general. Um, Lore Santeca. No, 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 no. There's a um. In a second. But he did, like Lore Santeca did. So, Melissa, do you think they might be on Cloud City? Does it look like Bespin to you? It does. Um, what do you think might be happening there? So, do you think... So, in the... Hang on, um, Melissa, Melissa, was, Melissa was talking about what she thought about this being Bespin, potentially. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Sorry. I had to walk away from my headphones. So it just looks like maybe the First Order has taken over. You think? Is that just I mean, based on, is that just based on, the other thing is, this could potentially be the chamber where there was some sort of, there was footage from, I think, D23 or Star Wars Celebration that had been walking into a room and hitting the button and Vader's helmet popped out. So this mm -hmm. potentially could be that same room. It was like a white room, but it, it seemed whiter than this. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just find it an interesting kind of thing to, to look at and say, well, maybe this is what's happening. I don't know. Um, but to me, what's most important about the scene is they are working together very clearly. So they are not yeah, on opposite sides of this. Attached, very attached to that helmet at one point. Why is he destroying it? Well, I, you know what? I, I have a pet. I've, I've always had the pet theory that he talked to the helmet and the helmet was actually like communicating with him because he's mm -hmm. like, show me father and blah, 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 mm -hmm. grandfather. And for the longest, I thought it was Snoke that was like feeding into that. Well, no, now I think it was Palpatine. Mm -hmm. Right now, I think it was Palpatine, mm -hmm. and I think the voice in Ray's head on Takadana or not on Starkiller Base, not Takadana, on Starkiller Base. I think that voice that in the novelization that was telling her to kill Ben. I think that was I think that was Palpatine. So I think so like he's been both over realizing this now, and and that would give them mm -hmm. certain motive, certainly give them motive to destroy it. And they need to destroy Palpatine, and they probably have to do it together. And that line where he says, um, "You know, you're coming together will be your undoing." I have to wonder if Palpatine is looking at it, going, "Okay, I can take you both out and suck both of your power." You know, I wonder if it's from mm -hmm. that perspective, as opposed to him. Like, I don't think he realizes because dark siders don't understand the power of. I don't think they understand the power of love, and, and I think, I think that Ben and Ray live and die together, and I think that they love each other, and I don't think that Palpatine gets that. And I just, you know, to me, this works best if they love each other. But, you know, I get it. Y'all don't think that, but whatever. Um, Frankie, have you found what you're looking for with regards I to that did. dagger? I did. His name was, is Dork, D-O-R-K, Dork Ondar from the Galaxy's Edge. Doc Ondar. Yeah. Doc Ondar, yeah. Doc Ondar. So he has a whole bunch of 
force-sensitive objects. Well, if you read the book, the Vimarati book, he employs people to find those things. Right, like, right. So that's why we can go and buy them at Galaxy's Edge. Yes, that's why we can go buy them at Galaxy's Edge. Um, Black Spire. Yes, that's the one. Yes, yeah, so... Um, so, yeah. You can't tell if she's carrying, still carrying the lightsaber. Um, she's got the lightsaber in that. In that no, not the lightsaber. I'm talking about uh, Hines' gun. Remember the gun? Oh, I don't, yeah, I do. I just didn't know. I didn't know that was where you're going with that. Yeah. Um, yes, she yeah. is. It's right there. Oh, I there's just, a I gun strap. There's a gun strap to her thigh. My, I got. A, I got a bad. You know where my clip stopped is. Uh, I don't see it. Okay, because I it's all shattered. I, I sent a still picture. Oh, you sent. Okay. Um, you can't yeah, see the been, dagger in her hand, but you can see the you can yeah, see. Yeah, I the, see the dagger in the hand on mine. Okay, but but I can see the mm. lightsaber. I can see the lightsaber. Both lightsabers hitting this black figure, whatever it might be, and it it's sort of Vader reminiscent. The more I stare at, it, the more the less I think it's Vader. Mm-hmm. But she does have a blaster strapped to her thigh. Yeah, I don't think it's tall enough to be Vader. It's definitely not tall enough to be Vader because Vader's like seven feet tall. Yeah, but that doesn't Vader's mean just... it's not like a uh, a stand with Vader's helmet on it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just something to think about. And then I already asked the question of why is this a Star Destroyer being fired on by another Star Destroyer? Um, then we have another scene where Ray is just staring up at something, and I'm sending it to y'all. I don't know if y'all are getting them or not, but I'm sending things. Is it Palpatine? I think she's staring up at Palpatine. I'm 90% sure that's Palpatine that she's staring at. Like, mm-hmm. you can see kind of the yes, hood. Okay. And then, like, almost the next shot is Ben... But, like, what is she standing on? This is fascinating stuff. And the look on her face, I mean, it's just like, oh, my God. And, okay. and she's still got well, the armband so covering up the scar. What did I skip? I, you skipped the, the, did you say anything about the, uh, so immediately after they, they destroyed the dark thing, it's it's Finn, 3PO, and Poe. Mm-hmm. Right, yep. and then they're on. Okay, what are they doing? They're in a dark, and they're in a dark. It looks organic, yeah, like a cave, maybe. Like they found something. Mm-hmm. Like they've been looking, like they're looking into something. They look very intrigued, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. it's one of those things. That I think it's going to be a bigger bit. Yeah, see through goes in the background. There's light behind him. It's like they're down in a cave. Poe's got his blaster out. And it's like they're like come around and they found something in a cave. Hmm. Hmm. So, yeah. So that's. See, I think there's little things in there that like it's almost subliminal the, force. They're so quick. Those are probably going to be the most important. Yeah, like that. that, that <laughs> is that a planet blowing up? Yeah. What did they find in this cave? So. Yeah, I think there's a lot of little subliminal stuff in there. I do see. You're right, but this back to that same scene. Where where they're running across the top of the star destroyer, they're shooting each other. They're definitely in the clouds. I I would definitely say, you know, looking at this and then the other scene, I'm definitely going Bespin. Are you? So much, yeah. I, I don't know. Makes, I mean, I don't know. I'm not married to the theory. I just saw it and I was like, that doesn't like Bespin to me. Um, 
someone had said something about that. And like, Did they go to Best Buy in Cloud City? And I was like, mm, maybe. <laughs> so. Well, it would have been a logical choice for them to retreat to, too. Right? Mm-hmm. That, Lando's got to explain why he didn't come to Leia's aid when she called for help on Crate. Mm-hmm. He's got some splaining to do. Yeah. But, you know. Um, but, yeah, I just, uh, that scene with the fighting back and forth, I'm just kind of curious who's shooting at who and why. And is it, you know, the First Order shooting on the Empire? I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. But, I mean, you know, is it? Um, and that um, shot of that shot of Ray and the Emperor, man, that's just, whew. Because clearly rising out of, out of the water was an old Star Destroyer versus the new First Order Star Destroyers. I will absolutely take your word for that. Yeah. to me, Look at the round ball, which I, is one of the tests. I will take your word for that. Mm-hmm. That Again, those are not the kind of ships I actually care about. Uh, so. Sorry. No, I'm not. I'm not sorry, doll. I, but it's, they're just not. I mean, yeah. <laughs> whatever. But I mean, and that's not saying that's not important because I think it is important that that the the emperor's contingency plan apparently worked. Yes. That stuff from extended materials that I really don't know enough about to to make extensive comments about. Well, so. it's it's hard too because they're wrapping some they're wrapping uh, extended universe into this more and more and more. Mm-hmm. So, Melissa, when you're looking at that, what do you think, like, when you're looking at Ray, looking at Emperor Palpatine or at Palpatine, what do you, what do you get, what feelings do you get from that? Do you have well, some thoughts on that or what? There's another scene where I can't tell where Kylo. Right, right after the running on the, the Star Destroyers. And right yeah, and he turns around and looks back. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I actually screenshotted that. looks like. I, I screenshot kind of looking as on his face. Um, let me but let me it make it look big. happy. Well, no, he's not happy. Um, he is concerned. I'd say he's concerned, and he's banged up a bit. Um, he's wet. Yes, he is wet. Funny how that works out. Um, but he's on a ship. It's, yeah, it looks to be night though, versus like their their battle scene. I would say is is during the day. And there's hues of blue, and it could um, be. And... Is he looking down too, at Ray? I don't think so. No, I don't think. Like, I don't think the scene that's... goes. I don't think the scene goes with the emperor scene. Okay. Um... I'm wondering if the emperor scene is is more of a dream sequence. To be honest with you. Uh, so where does Dark Ray fit into all this? And I think that's where Dark Ray fits in all this. If you go, if you so, if you jump past the Kylo scene and go to the scene you just sent about where you see the Emperor chair floating down, to me, Wait, this. What? So oh, you're, you're, oh, I the Emperor, the, you know, the Emperor's up here, raised down here, very small, and like the background of that. If you look at the very edges of that background, how it kind of fuzzes out, I think this is goes to dream sequence Dark Ray. I think this is the all part of that scene. I don't know if I'm quite with you on that. I don't have a lot I can really articulate 
but I'm not sure I, maybe, may, maybe Palpatine is communicating with Ray and saying, this is, this is who you can be. Like, this is who you're meant to be. You are a child of the dark. This is what you're supposed to be. And, I, and, and his, you know, here's your, you know, here's your dark bridal dress kind of thing. But, but Ben to me looks like ironic hero and he looks concerned and intent. Okay. So if you skip past and the scene where Ray looks like she's about to cry. She looks the, terrified. The lighting behind where she's her in front of in front of Palpatine. She looks terrified. Is that what you're saying? She's she's no, scared. No, no, she's, no, take, she's taking slow steps back. This this the scene immediately following that, where yeah. she's just holding her lightsaber up to her face. Right. She's holding her, and then we see there's that. a flash of light in those scenes too. That's very similar to the flash of light that we see in the one. I think this is this is connected to that scene with Kylo. Mm-hmm. Like where he's looking back and. He looks maybe concerned or whatever that look is on his face. Cause it, and then she's in tears. I think those two scenes correlate to one another. Hmm. Don't know. Maybe. Sure. I mean, yeah. I, I, I do I, not think this she's is also what did you know? She's what? also what in this scene? Okay. Yeah. I don't think this is going to be a happy ending. You don't think that they're going to end the 40 year saga with a happy ending? No. Okay. Not, not What's happy? Fun. Okay, okay, you define happy. See, because I know Sally's happy is different than my happy. It's going to be different than your happy, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's, like, does that make sense? I mean, and yes, I guess I should be more clear. I don't think it's going to end. Are you saying positively? I don't think it's going to end with Kylo and Ray together. I really don't. I'm not trying to press your button, Sally. But this last scene, it just, I don't know. I, so I do believe in Ben Dempson because I don't think they will let that go, let them go that way. I don't believe in, you know, Raylo. Um, But... And partly because it says, you know, Carrie Fisher says it too, right? She agrees with me. You know, Ray can't say Ben. Only Ben can say Ben. Mm-hmm. And so I, and that's another reason I don't. But. Okay. Gonna, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. At no point do I think Ray is going to save Ben. I think that Ray existing, just the fact that she's living and breathing. Not what she's not doing anything to like, I must save. Ben. No, she tried that, it didn't work. She's gonna let him figure it out himself. That was what it was about when she shut the door on the Millennium Falcon. I don't think that she's gonna go in and try to save her man. That is not it at all. I think. Ben is going to save himself. And I think a bunch of this, destroying that artifact, them together, I think this is about him redeeming himself. I don't, I, 
it's just bizarre to me that it seems that that people think that it has to be Ray saving Ben. No, that is not what I think at all. I, I, I that I no. It's two months. We'll see. We'll know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I, I, I have no doubts that this will be an unqualified happy ending. We got our sad ending. We got our bittersweet ending. It's mm-hmm. time for an unqualified happy ending. It you know if it follows the script, you know which. If it follows the trajectory, it has to be, right? Think about like the fireworks going off after indoor. Your fireworks, your fireworks on indoor. That's funny. That was awesome. Um, so, uh, I think there will be both happiness and sadness. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do think you. Everybody walks out of this. I think it tries to make as many people as possible walk out of that theater with a smile on their face. Because this is the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the end. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be all about answering questions. Mm-hmm. Oh. So. And the trailer ends with a voiceover uh, from Luke saying, the force will be with you. And the oh. last word is from <laughs> Leia. And it's always... And if you are a member of the Harry Potter fandom, you know why always as a word is important. But anyway, um, the force will be with you always. So, yeah, that was the trailer. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we got some pretty solid information from the trailer. Lots of meat to chew on as things uh, go in. And I am only more firmly solidified that by the time December 19th rolls around, I will be 100% spoiled for this movie. Really? Yep. It premieres earlier that week and I will read everything that leaks out. Every daggum thing. You are banned from sharing anything. I won't. I will 100% not share anything, but I'm telling you, I will be um, spoiled because... I can't not be. Not for this one. Yeah. It matters too much to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm almost ready to go on. I'm this close to going on internet silence about it as we're getting closer and closer. Yeah. It's less than 60 days. Yeah. I, I, I'm, um, I can't. I, I have to be spoiled for this because I can't handle it. Like if, if it's going to, if it's going to be a movie that absolutely disregards all rules of storytelling, I need to know that I need to brace myself for it. And I, you know what? I'm a big enough, strong enough woman to say, yeah, I was wrong, but I, yeah, I just don't think that that's the direction it's happening. Well, so we'll see if y'all are right. Team, team sad ending, team mixed ending. There are lots of different types of storytelling. Yeah. yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. so just because the story doesn't go that way doesn't mean that it's bad storytelling. It never mind. Never mind. All right. Is there anything else we need to say? Um, anybody ever go see Joker? <laughs> no. I mean, like, did you go? No. Like, I mean, like, did anybody on the planet go see Joker? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it provoked a lot of discussion and discourse that I ignored. Yeah. I, like, I wasn't going to see it. I was going to, like, a Tuesday to go see it. And I was like, eh, never mind. It just, just sitting, like, the reviews didn't look like great. It's like, I'll just. Yeah. Apparently, it was actually one of those stories that was. There, apparently, there was a lot of deeper meaning in there, and I'm just not. I don't know. If I was a Joker fan, I'd be there, but I'm not particularly a fan of. Of, uh, well, the Joker, and yeah. I think he's an interesting character as long as I don't know his backstory. But I don't want to know his backstory, and apparently. You do get some of that, I have been told, mm-hmm. which kind of makes me mad. Yeah. Um, how about the new Terminator movie with Linda Hamilton? I want to see that. Oh, my gosh. I want it. Like, like, that's kind of been done. Like, Terminator, I just kind of put it off my back burner. But, dude, she looks bad. Hey, she looks tough. Yeah, she does. I want to definitely see that. Yeah. So... Yep, senior Arnold, senior Linda Hamilton. I know. Just, like, Seth Degarian's just My out heart. there crushing it. <laughs> I'll, I'll go see that for sure at some yeah. point. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Mm. Oh, and if I could request the, the powers that be, if you could make another Goonies movie, but with the same cast. Like, just don't make it like a remake. I want the same guys that yeah. are still alive. Like a new adventure, like right now. That would be cool. That's okay. uh, that's what I'm putting into the universe. <laughs> but do not, do not, not a remake. remake I don't want to remake. I just Bride. want for the love of God, do no, not cannot, remake. You cannot the remake Bride. this person. No, absolutely. That's the most horrible <laughs> that's like idea ever. The most perfect movie. Marriage is what has brought us together. Cannot be remade. No. I went to a wedding the other day that um, that was the first thing that the officiant said. My wedge. That's awesome. <laughs> and then he ended it with my wedge. It's very cute. It's very cute. So the uh, the brides were very happy because but they had to survive a very difficult thing. All the power went out in the city. Including at the wedding and reception venue. It was rough there for a little bit. That's tough. It was lovely because, I mean, they got married outside. So we didn't realize that the power had gone out until the officiant came back out and said, so all the power in the city has gone out and I have doing nothing to fix this problem. But I'm sure that the people in the city are doing something. And it was probably about 30, 45 minutes later when the power popped back on. Nice. But I was just like, oh, my gosh. I was texting my cousin in California about it. And he was like, well, I hope they just roll with it. That's terrible. And I was like, eh, they, they seem okay. They seem all right. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I was just reminded of my wedge. Yes. He was a really good officiant. But um, they did a hand fasting. 
which I thought was cool. Like they What's did. the hand fasting? It's like an ancient wrapping binding ceremony where you wrap the hands, you touch hands, and they wrap the hands together. You know, it's fairly serious. But you yeah, know, there's no, there's no, there's, there's there's nothing about there's nothing about touching hands or anything in Star Wars except there is. All right, anything else? She's not gonna let it die. Just let her go. Just let her go. Just let her go. Hey, I'm not gonna argue about this anymore. You're right. I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing. I am not arguing at all. I'm not arguing. I'm preaching at this point. <laughs> Preachers don't argue. They just stand up on the pulpit and let it out. Maybe I missed my calling. All right. Anything else? Good. Uh, I think that's it. I'm looking forward to watching this with you guys, for better yes. or for worse. You may have to sit between Frankie and me. I'm probably going to. Yeah. Because there may be like dumping of popcorn and <laughs> laps, dumping of drinks and laps, things of that nature. See, by the time we see it together, we, we, we will all have seen it, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Melissa and I are going with dates on Thursday night, the 19th, right? You're at 6 o'clock, correct? Yes. And I'm 8 o'clock. Yes. So we will know everything. We yeah, will be almost done by the time you walk in. Yeah, unfortunately, that is a family member who was very close to me's actual birthday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and then I am going again on Friday morning. I'm dropping the girls at school and to go see it with a couple friends of mine on opening day. So we're going to the first showing. And it'll, we're going to do RPX for that very first showing the night before and then standard showing the next day. And then I will see it again on Sunday with y'all. And I guess it remains to be seen if I take my girls to see it or not. Just depends. Yeah, I may go take my boys to see it as well. Just depends. Yeah. But Sunday is blocked out to uh, watch and then disseminate with y'all. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. So, anyway. All right, y'all. Melissa, did you want to sign out? Tell people where, tell people where they can find you. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under PaxiBabe. Frankie? I am GooniFat on Instagram and Twitter. Okay, and if you want to get in touch with me, I'm Palmetto Blue on Instagram and Twitter. Um, hey, if let me know what you think. Frankie right? Is Melissa right? Am I right? Let me know on Twitter. Um, I will be more than happy to pass along any comments that get directed my way. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll run a poll and see what people think. Uh, how would you like to sign out, Melissa? As always, truth and justice. Frankie? Slower tra- traffic, keep right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would just say to you, may the force be with you. Bye. 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 Bye.